Good afternoon, sports fans. My name is Will Oakley, and you're listening to the Daily Sports Buzz. We have some great stories coming up on today's show. Melissa Courtney Bryant speaks about the Athletics Indoor Championships 2024. I speak to Taylor Handel about England's Six Nations squad. We catch up on the latest sports news with Elliot Murray. And former Lioness player Aaron Embleton tells her story in the light of Lioness's recent success. But first, we're going to Toby Howe, who spoke to Maddie Ely. Maddie has been working on setting up hockey charity matches with GB Olympian Kate Richardson Walsh for Dorset Mind. I'm in the studio joined by Maddie Ely, who is a psychology student at Bournemouth University. Maddie, can you talk me through what's going on in March time for you? So, I'm charity sec for women's hockey at the uni. Uh, I've arranged this event with Kate Richardson Walsh. She's an Olympic hockey player. She captained like multiple Olympics. I think they won gold and bronze. Um, so I saw on her Instagram, like, so I follow her on Instagram anyway. I saw on her Instagram she does like loads of training sessions with like kids and stuff. Um, and then I was like a bit bored in summer, <laughs> and I just was like, oh, I'll just email her PR team, see if that's like something that she'd want to do for like hockey, um, for charity. And then they were very up for it. So they sort of told me to get in touch early Jan because she was coaching the Canada international team at that point. Nice. That's actually that's very very cool. I think. Um, and talk to me about the charity. What charity is it? This is all happening for. Sorry. So we're doing it for Dorset Mind. Like mental health is very important to me, especially. But I think especially in a sports society, where like people don't necessarily always talk about this kind of thing, and we've done events for like Movember and stuff. I just want to sort of make it like sort of environment where people feel like okay to talk about that kind of stuff like it's normal and like confident to talk about it and I know that they can like an open space and you say you've done you you obviously play hockey is there something which helped you um I think I think at some points yeah I think physical exercise is something that does help like when I feel like kind of crappy like I'll go on like a massive walk like the other day me and my friend went to Dudle Law just because like, I was feeling a bit crappy. And then, you know, you just feel nice. Like, just so doing, like, physical exercise, I think, is a really good thing for your mental health. Gives you, like, endorphins and everything. It does, indeed. <laughs> and um, you mentioned you, you've done some things before mm-hmm. as well. Um, can you talk me through those Movember things you've done? So, for Movember, we did a, what I planned, a hockey and rugby sort of hockey game. So, we did that and we raised money for Movember. It was literally just, we sort of did some training with the boys just so they didn't, like smack any of us with a hockey stick <laughs> um so we just sort of showed them what they can can't do and then um just like played a whole game it was really quite fun we had music playing the whole time we raised i think we raised it was like 300 quid i think yeah because everyone donated if you were playing it was like four pounds and if you were like spectating because loads of people came to spectate as well just people who weren't playing because i'd prioritize like seniors and stuff um so all the fresh like paid and they like spectators and stuff Thank you very much for coming on and talking about this topic with me, Maddie. Um, and I wish you luck for your charity event. Next up, Stephen Cadrew took a closer look on the upcoming World Athletics Indoor Championships and Melissa Courtney Bryant's chances. With the 2024 Olympics fast approaching, many athletes will be looking to be in their peak physical condition. One of these is Paul-born Melissa Courtney Bryant. The middle and long distance runner is currently in Kenya practicing and she shared her experience of her time there and how it's helped. So I've been coming here since 2014, so a long time. Um, but most Januarys I tend to come here just to kind of escape the cold at home, get some sunshine, warm, and then the altitude is like 2,400 metres. So obviously it's just like everything's so much harder, so you get a lot fitter. 
The Paris Olympics will provide Melissa her first chance to compete in the Games after she was forced to miss out on the 2020 Olympics for injury. She spoke about her main focus heading into the summer and what she hopes to achieve. The primary focus is on the Olympics. So, yeah, even if um, things don't quite happen indoors and I don't make the world indoor team, like, that, yeah, that's not my focus. Everything is geared up towards making Paris um, in that, like, 1500. Missed out on Tokyo through injury. In 2016, I was maybe half a second off. Um, I wasn't quite, like, at that point where I thought I was capable of making it, but I feel like I've been waiting for this moment now. So I'm kind of like, I really want to, yeah, be in that Olympic team. That's, like, the team I haven't made, so... And now I'm joined by Taylor Handel in the studio, who's going to have a chat with me about the Human Six Nations squad announcement. So Taylor, Owen Farrell is obviously the bigger mission from the Six Nations squad for England, as he looks to take a break from Test Rugby. How do you think they'll cope without him? Hi Will, um, he's obviously a very talented player, England's all-time highest points scorer. But what I think they'll miss most is his leadership. Um, you know, Farrell's captained England since 2019, but Steve Borthwick has now handed the baton to Jamie George for the upcoming series. He's a really big personality and leader in the squad, so I think giving him the captaincy is the right progression, really. And is there a player that you're particularly excited to see on the big stage for England? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing Finn Smith from Northampton. He's a really young prospect for England at just 21 years old and has helped Saints to the top of the Premiership this season. He's capped it. He's uncapped so far for the men's team, but I think he's really creative and he can control the tempo of the games from fly half um, if Borthwick gives him opportunities. Yeah, like you just said, these young players, it's a fresh-looking Six Nations squad announcement by Borthwick as we've, we've seen a few key players retire recently. What do England's chances look like going into the Six Nations? Um, I like the look of the squad. It's definitely got potential. England surprised everyone last year during the World Cup reaching the semi-finals, but a lot of that squad has retired from international rugby um, or are ineligible to play, so I'm excited to see how they'll do next month. Thanks for joining me there, Taylor. Here's Elliot with the latest in the world of sport. Yeah, thanks, Will. Dorset-based boxer Ivy Jane Smith takes part in the GB Open Boxing World Cup in Sheffield, which starts today, as she looks to push forward towards the Paris Olympics this summer. To the FA Cup and Eastleigh missed the chance to set up a dream tie against Manchester United after losing their third round replay 3-1 at home to Newport County. The FA Cup also produced a big upset as championship side Bristol City knocked out West Ham 1-0. Wolves progressed to the fourth round beating Brentford 3-2, setting up a tie against local rivals West Brom. Luton and Birmingham also came through their third round replays with 2-1 wins. Former Liverpool midfielder Jordan Henderson has come to an agreement to have his contract terminated at Saudi Arabian club Al Etifak. Henderson will return to England for the meantime, with Dutch giants Ajax, the current frontrunners, to sign the Englishman. And finally to the tennis now, and Britain's Heather Watson has lost her Australian Open first round women's doubles match in straight sets. Watson was teamed up with Italian Lucia Bronzetti, but lost 6-3, 6-3 to Chinese pairing Yifan Wang and Yuan Yuan. While in the women's singles, a surprising performance from 16-year-old Mira Andreeva as she beats two-time Wimbledon runner-up Ons Jabor, 6-love, 6-2 in an impressive display. And men's number one Novak Djokovic survived a spirited display from Australian Alexei Popperin, winning 6-3, 4-6, 7-6, 6-3. Back to you, Will. This week, there were seven English players to make the Women's World eleven, as well as Lioness manager Serena Viegman winning the FIFA Best Women's Coach. We caught up with former Lioness player Aaron Embleton about her journey into the England squad. So, as, as a, obviously you've played the game yourself, you've had a very successful career in that as well, having represented England. Um, can you talk me through those sort of times for you and what was that like? Yeah, absolutely. So, from the age of 14, I was playing equivalent to um, championship football. 
because I'd excelled and I was scoring a lot of goals in that league and being so young, they came, they came to have a look at us. And I got I received a letter about three weeks later um, to invite me to an England camp. When yeah. I originally started at 14, they didn't have an under-18s team. There was literally just one England women's team and that was it. So then I played it under 18s and I was playing senior at the same time. I was with my club, international, county, at some point. So I was playing nearly four games a week. For you, looking nowadays from the position you're in, for you, what are the key differences um, looking at it now? Um, the results from the Lionesses, uh, especially in the last two to three years, has shown that how advanced now we've become and how more young girls are getting involved and participating in women's football. For England, you're talking about 90,000 sellout at Wembley against Germany. We had a 1,000 people a game. Um, the interest wasn't there. The, you know, it wasn't a big deal. It's since the European Championship, um, women's football has absolutely exploded. You know, it's the fastest growing sport in the UK. Um, we've always been behind the likes of the USA. And we're catching them now, where if not, if we're selling them, we're beating them. But, you know, the stadiums are filling. They, you know, there's starting to be funding coming in. Um, there's a lot of sponsorship coming in now. Um, that was never there before. Um, and now you've got an audience. You've got people going to a game and want to watch women play football. And it's great to see. That brings the podcast to a nice close. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow at the same time for the next episode of the Daily Sports Buzz.